Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Mansuru dandali banda hinsili hambara hindali himarara bababa. Kida ndusudu bandali brand hambali kahimuskuru mama. Begin to talk to God to come and help you. Oh, continue to commit yourself to the Lord. Ancient word ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open arms, the ancient word in power. Oh, ancient words, oh, I change me. I want you to sing it prayerfully. I want you to talk to God, ask Him to touch you. We say Holy words, holy words, long preserved for our world in this world. There is a of life, words of life, words of hope, words of hope, give us strength, give us strength, help us cope, help us in this world, in this world, where we
Of our faith, holy words of our faith, of our faith, and to this age, gives to us through sorrow. the faithful words of love. Thank you, Abba Father, for gathering your people, Lord, to come and hear your ancient words. We want to be on the ancient paths. We commit our hearts to you, Sovereign Lord. Let your spirit move and touch us, O God. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and touch every part of us, our spirit, our soul, and our body. We invite you to come and do your work in our midst. We invite you to come and revive us again. We invite you to do your work and to touch us in the invisible parts that no human hand can reach. Thank you, King of Glory. Thank you that you are at work. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. I'd like you to come forward a bit. Let's not leave a lot of gaps. Come forward as much as you can. Maybe one or two seats to your front. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord. God is with us. You're all welcome to Revival Saturday. Um, there's so much to say, but 
considering when we are starting um i wish we had announced we are starting in the morning hallelujah amen so we will see what the lord will do um my first message is entitled revive us again hallelujah revive us again you know as ms eugene was explaining you know when we hear revive is bringing something back to life like french fever to live hallelujah revive and when we say revive it is presupposing something had occurred hallelujah so we need to revive the microphone <laughs> amen before the need for revival arose some things have happened now there are different stages of why someone or something might need revival the worst case when something might need revival is what that thing is dead completely dead hallelujah so that is one state and as we are speaking about dead we are speaking in spiritual terms hallelujah so in this case if we are asking the lord to revive us again it is possible that our spiritual life is dead hallelujah you know one of the sad aspects about life and especially people who come from our part of the world where seeking medical care is not the normal thing that people do people only sometimes go to the hospital when you know it has reached a case where there's nothing else they could do hallelujah it's not part of the culture or the practice that people will normally go and see like annual medical checkup it's not something that people some people some people do in certain parts of the world and so what you usually find out is that there are surprises amen so you will see that they said oh she she was not sick and then she just died amen so so then it is only after it is only after the what do you call it they look into it then they discover that the person had a sick a hidden sickness hallelujah amen but in some cases too they have been sick all along but they kept it to themselves because in our culture you know here in this country you see that a celebrity they will come out and say oh i've been diagnosed with you know they mentioned some some something but in our type of culture you see that people are very secretive amen so that they, sometimes people die suddenly not because not because they didn't know but they themselves knew but then they kept it from the rest of the world even closest people nearest to them may not even know hallelujah but it, it is still a death and it, it comes as a shock to people around but the people who may be in the know may it may not be a surprise hallelujah so you, you can you can translate it in spiritual terms that that uh, if somebody physically can die and it's a surprise but before they die you know as they are walking around somebody said well, i even spoke to them yesterday i met this person the other day you know i i i can't believe that they are dead 
uh, and if it is a sickness that killed them what you can say is that as they were walking around it, it's like it's like there was something w- within them that was dying and and then perhaps their lives were were hanging on the balance and and they didn't even know hallelujah amen, amen. And, and so and so what it means is that even though they were walking around as alive they were probably already dead it, it was only a matter of time it's only a matter of hours and minutes amen and now think about it in spiritual terms that our spiritual life could it be that we, we may be alive and kicking and we may be jumping in church and we may we, 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 we may be reading the scriptures and we may be singing in the choir and we may be ushering and we may be doing different things in church but perhaps the true spiritual state of our life is that maybe we are dead hallelujah but as we said that is the beginning or that is the ultimate worst case the reason why someone or something may need revival may be that they are dead. They are dead spiritually. But what is another state somebody could be in that they might need to be revived? They may, they may be what? They are dry. Hallelujah. They are dry. So, 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 so start, start with the physical one. Like in, in terms of a physical, not, not spiritual thing, but in terms of physical, uh, what, what will be the equivalent of somebody is dry they may be in coma they, 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 they are unconscious hallelujah so 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 and sleep is even better so if you start from dead do you get it and you are coming from the worst case to not so bad case from dead maybe you come to coma is that not so because the person who is who is who is in a coma is alive amen but but but, but then what distinguishes them from from a one who is completely dead. Say it again. They have vital signs. They have, they have signs that show they are alive. Okay? But then there is a but after that. Response to stimuli. Give me an example. Touch. They are alive. When you touch them, it's like they are just there. Amen. Okay, what else? They can hear. Amen. You can hear you sometimes you see that somebody said we want to visit so and so and 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 when you when you call them and when you greet them you see that there's an attempt to you know it's like you can see the movement in the eyelid or you can see a little movement of the muscles of the face it's like they recognize you are there hallelujah but but they, they cannot hold a conversation amen i mean obviously it's a state that is better than definitely better than dead amen hallelujah but it's not the best case because the person doesn't respond to stimuli. Stimuli like touch. Stimuli like conversation. Like you say something to them and they don't say anything back. Amen. And so a person that is in coma or subconscious cannot contribute to what is happening around them. Hallelujah. I mean, there may be things happening around them, but they cannot contribute to it. So if you bring it to a spiritual state, that's an example is what she said, that a person may be a Christian that is not spiritually dead, but they may be dry. Like, like there is no life force. Hallelujah. I mean, why are we going through this? If we are going to ask the Lord revive us again, we have to dissect the state we are in or the state we may be in. In order for us to, you know, acknowledge that we need the Lord's revival. Hallelujah. Yeah, so we are, we are going through the various stages of, of death or, or death-like looking things. In different states, amen, that you could be in. I mean, not you, but somebody. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? And so, and so the coma state, the unconscious state, is like, it's like the person is alive, but the person 
is not conscious of their surroundings. Amen. They are not they are, they are not responsive to what's going on. And all the time they are monitoring. They are monitoring what are the maybe all of a sudden because recently there was a, a situation that somebody was unconscious but then gradually I heard that they started moving their hand. That that means that hope is arising. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. And then brother uh, Pastor Nicholas the next stage we will say is asleep. Hallelujah. What is the difference between somebody who is just asleep and somebody who is comatose, who is con- unconscious? So somebody who is asleep, when you when you stimulate stimulate them, they will wake up. Hallelujah. Depend upon the level of sleep. Look, there are some people they can sleep so deeply. If you bring a table tennis uh, uh, board and you play it <laughs> in their room, they still cannot hear. And there are some who also are very light sleepers. It's like you open the door small and then they are awake. I don't know which one is better. Deep sleep is better. It depends upon what you are talking about. Because if you sleep too deep, I mean, your, your, your last could be stolen and you wouldn't even notice it. <laughs> Amen. And so the sleep state, the sleep state is where, you know, um, and as we are going through this, you know, I mean, we are asking for the Holy Spirit to reveal to us. Because, you see, we are all in church, but, you know, I mean, I, I, I am not the, the right person to be able to dissect and say what state you are in. Amen. You know, that when you tell truth to yourself, okay, it's better than somebody coming to tell you. Amen. Bishop said that some time ago, the church uh, was attacked by attacks in the neighborhood of Kolegono. And he said that, um, what do you call it? You know the walls were broken down people tried to come and beat him up some people actually got hurt and then he said you know as he was thinking about the whole thing and the ordeal the church went through is that was going through the whole thing you know he felt that the lord was telling him all these things happen so that it will keep you humble hallelujah it will keep you humble that you will not feel that you know you are on top of the world because sometimes some of the afflictions come to make you humble but bishop said he came to that realization himself are you there he said that it will be a different situation if a church member came to him and said, you know, Bishop, you know, certain, everything happens for a good reason. And I mean, I know that your life was under attack and uh, the walls are broken down, but I think God is trying to teach you humility. How would it sound to you? I mean, if, if your child, let's say your child, because, because so, so you are not the pastor, so if, if Reggie comes to tell you, you know, mommy, this thing that happened to you, I mean, God is trying to teach you humility, how are you going to feel? It's not going to be a nice experience for somebody who is your child to tell you that God is teaching humility and, and that's why this is happening. So, so you yourself must realize it so that you will not be told. Amen. Are you listening to me? And so as you are going through the, the various um, stages of uh, uh, death or death-like looking things, you know, I pray that the Holy Spirit reveal to us where we are. Amen. And then because the, because a person who is asleep, the way you bring them back to consciousness, the effort and what you need to do, okay, is going to be very different than somebody who is what? In coma. I mean, with a coma person, you are keeping them alive. They are administering different things. But a person who is asleep, I mean, I remember back in school, if they shout your name and you don't wake up, some people even, they start with a pillow. They will beat you with a pillow. And if you still don't wake up, if you don't take care, they will pour water on you. Hallelujah. So depending upon the state the person is in, that is what determines what type of action you do. So if you don't diagnose the state properly, amen, you do the wrong thing. Hallelujah. I say, Lord, revive us again. 
and so and so you have the sleep state okay you have the sleep state now if somebody is asleep okay so so somebody could be could need revival because they are alive okay but asleep so the first they are dead or they are alive but unconscious okay and then you can also have alive but what asleep okay but what is another state that somebody may need revival i mean they, they, they are they are not asleep but they still need revival they are slumbering they are alive they are awake they are not they are awake but they are still lying on the bed hallelujah i mean sometimes it may take 10 to 15 minutes to actually get up from the bed you are awake but you're on the bed hallelujah so you see that in terms of what you expect the person to do in terms of the the contribution because if something is happening in the house that you want the person's participation the person who is asleep amen the person who is asleep and then the person who is awake but on the bed there is no difference between the two hallelujah as a matter of fact the one who is dead completely dead i mean as far as the person's contribution to what is happening okay as far as the person's contribution to what is happening the one who is who is unconscious and the one who is snoring and the one who is awake but not getting up and still lying down there is really no difference it's only when you attack you are taking the senses of who is alive that's where you see the difference okay that but you see in terms of in terms of being alive there is there is something about being alive that makes it different from somebody who is dead one is that you can hear their voice i mean a person who is when a person is dead and they go, they go and bury them that's one of the biggest difference you notice that you don't hear the person's voice again you don't see the person again hallelujah but you see most of us are not spiritually dead hallelujah but what is happening to us is that we are alive but we are what asleep or we are awake but we are still on the bed hallelujah we are in a trance explain somebody give me the microphone half asleep and half awake amen you are half asleep so now she's introduced another level whereby whereby the person is half asleep and half awake amen and, and, and in practically speaking what it means actually is that in terms of the person's contribution it is on and off amen, amen. because certain times uh, you can you can see that and and when the person is uh, 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 especially if you're holding a conversation okay if you're holding a conversation with the person and the person is in a trance half asleep and half awake you may be thinking that the conversation is going on at a point you're not hearing any response but i was just talking to the person a minute ago amen but then the minute ago the next thing you hear the person <laughs> and when you say oh i wasn't i mean then, then they, uh, i i heard everything okay tell me how much you heard you see that there are gaps there are gaps in the conversation hallelujah are you listening to me and so when you begin to bring it to our, our ourselves so let's take the case of somebody who is who is a, a, awake who is alive and awake and then maybe has gone beyond the trance stage is actually truly awake and is still lying on the bed what could be the reason why they are still lying on the bed number one is laziness, laziness. amen so 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 a person who is awake and there is work going on but they are still in bed 
Okay? What do, we, what, what do you do to uh, revive such a person? <laughs> you lost the person. Please take notes because I'm not the one saying it. You, you are preaching with me. So, you see, the person is awake. You know that the person is awake. As a matter of fact, you, you know, um, sometimes, you know how the technology can be connected. Do you get it? So, nowadays, like, uh, um, you see that your phone is connected to your iPad. And sometimes your iPad is in the dining room. So, 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 um, the person got a text message and you hear ding. And then, so the iPad is in the dining room. The person has been communicating. You know the person is awake. But then when you call them, they don't respond. Amen. But you saw that they've been communicating with somebody. You know that the iPad that is on the dining room, that they are in their room on their phone, communicating with someone. But then, but then they are pretending they are asleep. Hallelujah. And so you coach them by the other device that, oh, the person said, why do they not want to come? Because they know that at this hour on Saturday morning it's work. <laughs> and so they will pretend they are asleep. So laziness, thank you very much. Laziness could be a reason why somebody is awake. They are still in bed. And they don't want to get up. Get up. Hallelujah. Give me another reason why somebody will be awake but will still be lying down in bed. They may be sick. Amen. They may be sick. So, in phys- physically speaking, phys- physically speaking, sickness could be a reason. Like, okay, I'm awake, but I really cannot contribute much to what's going on because I am sick. Because I'm not feeling well. Now, if you take sickness in physical terms, it's easy to understand. Hallelujah. But spiritual sickness is very complex. Amen. I mean, as a matter of fact, that is why, that is why doctors, um, when they are treating situations, you know, Sometimes you see that medication is administered at a point the medication is not working. Amen. There's actually a line in there's a line in uh, Julius Caesar's Shakespeare's uh, um, Julius Caesar. There's a line in it that says, "Is Brutus sick and is it physical? Is Brutus sick and is it physical? Because Brutus was one of the conspirators. Do you get it? He he was he was. Uh, uh, I mean, somebody was going around recruiting people to join." in the killing of Caesar. And they knew that if Brutus joins in the conspiracy to kill Caesar, it will look like it's a legitimate something. Because Brutus was known to be a noble man. An honest person. Hallelujah. And then they said, oh, Brutus is, is, is not well. And then somebody made the statement, is Brutus sick? First question. And is it physical? In other words, the sickness that is bothering Brutus, is it really a, a physical sickness? And so sometimes you get into uh, even in nursing school, they teach them there are certain sicknesses that uh, uh, I forgot what they call psycho something. A sickness that psychosomatic that goes beyond the natural because, because you see that not everything can be cured by what? Medication. And so now you see that that is bothering on the spiritual that in as much as a sick person may be alive but they cannot rise up because they may not be well. And in, in, in church, when, when somebody when somebody is not uh, 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 what do you call it uh, responsive, when somebody is not uh, what do you call it, uh, um, and, and one of the reasons why you say somebody is not well, when there's laughter, what, what, do you know that there are some sickness when you are sick and, and there's something hilarious somebody says and everybody's laughing, you, you can't laugh because when you when you laugh, it makes it it, it it's it, there's pain. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, and so when something, somebody has cracked a joke and we are all laughing <laughs> and somebody is not laughing, it is a sign that they are not well. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? And, 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 so, and so think of it in the church situation. 
in the church situation that, that something that is supposed to be exciting, that everybody is excited about, they are not excited about it. That, 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 that is a sign that perhaps they are not well. Not well. It's a spiritual sickness. We are talking about an analogy between the physical and the spiritual. And we are asking the Lord to do what? Revive us again. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Regardless of what the cause is, when a person is sick, they are sick. I mean, if, if they, they want to eat at a, a, what do you call, uh, I mean, some of you don't know something called face the wall. <laughs> if they go to eat at a place where hygiene is not the topmost uh, factor, is it's the, it's the um, price of the thing, how much you can afford is the most important factor. You know, and, and they, or they don't wash their hands, they get sick, and they are sick. They are sick. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? We are talking about somebody who is what? Alive, who is awake, but they are still in bed. Amen. Amen. Maybe it's not maybe it's not you, my baby, it's your neighbor. We are talking about revive us again, oh Lord. Revive us again. Bring us back to life. Because you see, because you see, the reality is that life involves movement. When, when a child, one thing about little children is that little children often don't tell you that he is, is hurting me or I am sick. But one of the things you will notice that the child is not well, especially a child who is very active, especially between the ages of three and four, who are very active. When they are sick, you will see that they are less active. Hallelujah. And the, and the, and the, and the uh, parent or an adult will notice that there's changes. And, 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 but also, when they are getting well, when they are recovering, hallelujah, one of the things you can use to tell that the child is getting back to the regular state is that you see that they begin to do what they normally did is that not so and so and so there is a state of normalcy there's a state of normalcy that a human being is supposed to be amen there's a state of what is called normal so when a person who is supposed to be alive and kicking is not alive and kicking the 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 the, the, the observation is that the person may be alive but they are not playing what is expected of them. Hallelujah. So in terms of church, in terms of normal church life, okay, can you give me an example of somebody, not, not necessarily you, but somebody who could be alive, awake and alive, but they may be either lazy or they may be sick or whatever would be the symptom or how you will notice that something is not right. There is praise and worship going on. We are praising our God. I mean, we are excited about... Actually, actually, I was giving you the example of how sometimes something exciting is going on, but the person doesn't participate. Amen. In fact, in some cases, they are not just alive and awake, awake and alive or lazy. Sometimes they are actually dead. Amen. But it's like a dead man walking. If that is going on, we need to really check and ask ourselves, is still life wire in us? Amen. Amen. We are talking about revivals again, and unless we tell ourselves the truth, we will not get through help. Amen. Amen. We will not get through help unless we tell ourselves the truth. And the truth of the matter is that this thing, only God and you know where you are. Hallelujah. 
I mean, you can have somebody who can be fully alive and they say, oh, we were at the park with them yesterday and then the next day they are dead. Not knowing that they had the, they had the heart condition that either they knew or they didn't know. But for the rest of us, it's complete. We are oblivious to it. Hallelujah. Amen. In fact, uh, let's go down the list. Lazy, okay, sick. What would be another reason why somebody will be awake? Now, this one, you have to really think. Um, think, uh, what do you call it? Uh, generously. Okay, <laughs> think, think generously. Okay, sorrow. So, so I will, I will join sickness and sorrow as far as church is concerned. I will join them in a similar category. Okay, like uh, because so, being sorrowful is a type of spiritual sickness. Amen. Is that not so? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. So, so yeah, that's a category. But then, when you think of a family, okay. So, so I'm giving you a clue. When you think of a family. You know, in terms of demographics, okay. I mean, if you are talking about what 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 work is going on in the house on Saturday morning, cleaning, okay. So so think of that. There's the need to do what cleaning, and then and then think of a situation where think of a situation where somebody is awake, they are not dead, they are alive and they are awake, okay. And then and then, but they are still in bed, but they are not sick, and they are not sad. They are not lazy either. What did you say? That person is a baby. A baby in the house is not as I mean, they are alive and they are as much of a they are not even silent. They, they may be crying or they may be making all the funny. But I mean, you are not going to be, you're not going to, you are not going to uh, what's the youngest uh, 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 child in the in the house? I mean, like here. Joshua. Joshua. Okay. So uh, uh, Sam, on, on this Saturday morning. I mean, when you woke up and you were going about doing stuff in the house, what was Joshua? He was asleep. Okay, was there a point in time that he woke up, but he was still in bed? Like, I mean, you, you have something to maybe detect when, as soon as he woke up. Because you could be busy. That, that, is, that, is it possible that, that there's a moment in time that, that, that he's awake, but you may not even have noticed he's awake? And he may have a moment. And when there is work going on in the house, you are not going to go crazy. Where is Joshua? I mean, I am tired. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the only one taking out the trash. I'm the only one mopping the floor. Is anybody doing that in your house, Doctor Dazi? No, no. Is anybody going bunkers, screaming at Joshua and 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 and, and complaining that Joshua has not, uh, you know, gotten a raisin out of his what? His bed, not pulling his weight, no contribution to the program. Is anybody going crazy over Joshua not doing his part in the house? <laughs> so maybe Jojo. And the only reason why Jojo may complain about Joshua is Jojo himself. It is not it is not too long ago that he's graduated from babyhood. So with that type of mindset, Jojo might not understand why I am doing all the work and Joshua, all he does is drink milk and he just uh, stretches and, uh, and he goes, mm, and nobody is talking about it. So, so, so now you see different classes of church members. Hallelujah. We see different classes of church members. There are some who are actually adults. They've been around for a while. I mean, Sister Eunice, what you, you're the first one to give us the laziness factor. That the person is awake. The person is awake in the house and, 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 and the work is going on. But they are they, 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 it's taking them 30 minutes to get up because they are just simply lazy. They are just lazy. I, I, I want to do as little work as possible. 
I mean, I want to do as little work as possible. And 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 and, and uh, you know, I, I, I have developed the ability to negotiate my way around work. People who are very lazy, they have very good points why what I have done is enough. I mean, you should be happy with what I have done. Amen. Because. I have reasons. I mean, it's not that I don't want to work. There's a reason why, I, I mean, I haven't done much. What I've done, if you consider this and this and this and the other things that I've done, what I've done here is enough. Yeah. And so, this lazy type of people, they are masters at what? Giving excuses. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. We are talking about church work. We are talking about church life. Amen. Look, I mean, some of you are saying, well, you're not, you're not talking about the sickness part. Because the reason why I'm lazy, the, the, or, or not, I'm, the reason why I appear lazy, <laughs> because, because, you see, l- listen, to, listen to this. I was listening to this man of God. He said we should be very, very, very careful in imputing what is happening to somebody and describing it because you are not them. Like, like you don't know what the person is experiencing. That is why from the beginning I told you that look, the truth will be told to you by you. The Holy Spirit or you. Amen. Amen. But now that we are talking in general terms, I mean allow us to dissect the situation fully and completely. And then you have to pick which one applies to you. But the person that is lazy, that person is an expert in giving excuses. And they may say, you know, I, I, I actually have put out my best. And when you are sharing the work, when you are sharing the work, often they are not even around to hear their parts. Hallelujah. They are just, and what the, a lazy person does not mean that they don't eat all. They eat and they burp. They eat and burp and stretch. But then, but then it doesn't seem to cross their mind that actually, you know, this food that was cooked, that, that, <laughs> See, here we, pound, we, we beat the fufu, but in certain circles, it is pounded. Amen. And the effort that went into it, Bishop Dark said, Bishop Dark said one day, one day he went to, uh, one day he went to uh, the, the kitchen. Amen. Bishop Dark, I mean, he said it openly. He said, I mean, I don't know how to cook. He said one day he went to the kitchen. When he went to the kitchen, he said he saw a lot of bones and blood, things splattered like a big mess. And he asked his wife, so is this how, is this the food that I've been eating? Is it where it comes from? <laughs> because you see, a lot of people, they don't know what goes behind the scenes before the food comes. I mean, when the steak comes and they cut it, so, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, you know I like it well done. I mean, today it is, I see a little bit of blood here. But they have no clue. Amen. Of course, Bishop Dark, I mean, he's busy doing other things, so it's all right. But I'm telling you, giving you a picture that there are people, the fact that they are lazy does not mean that they don't enjoy the things that are happening around. They actually enjoy, and often, they actually want the best part. <laughs> they want the best part. And then, there, there seems to be, there seems to be a part of their mind, a part of their mind that make, that, that it's, it's like, you know how, do you know how normal people when i say normal people i mean normal people with the right head on they feel guilty when something like like uh, uh, let's say people organize to cook some food do you get it 
and, and, and people contributed either by money or by effort. Do you get it? To, to, to prepare it. Are you following what I'm saying? And, 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 and maybe they didn't get a chance to contribute or maybe, I mean, normal, when, some of these people, when they arrive and you are even sharing, they don't want to take a big portion. They feel there's a, a sense of guilt or a sense of, a sense of, I don't want people to think that I didn't contribute and I'm eating a lot. Amen. And so, and so, oh, even though they are hungry, even though they are hungry, also it's enough, it's enough. But when when the when when they uh, they leave that event, they will go they will go and buy the watch at what do you call it, uh, Tamarack Circle, yeah, yeah, yeah. because they are really not full, but they feel shy to appear that they are eating a lot, because because their conscience tells them that I didn't contribute to the cooking, I didn't contribute to the money, I didn't contribute to any of these things. Therefore, I, I don't feel like I should even. Sometimes they won't even eat. Amen. Amen. But there are a bunch of people. Who don't even care? In fact, they will take. They will take. You know how? Uh, <laughs> do you know when you go to a Chinese buffet, they have the small plate for fruit, right? Small plate for fruit, and 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 uh, 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 what do you call it? This uh, dessert and things like that. And then they have the relatively bigger plate for the for the entree. Amen. This type of person, he takes two big ones. Amen. The fruit is what? Heaped up. And then the main food is heaped up. Amen. Because the whole idea, their mind is a grabbing mentality. This type of church member is a grabbing church member. That they, 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 they don't contribute to any work. They just want to come and eat the food and go. You go to a restaurant and not eat. And leave a mess. And then, and then they, 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 <laughs> have you heard the expression? Have you heard the expression where, where people you know, uh, somebody will eat and they will burp and they will say, only a fool is the one that gets married. Have you heard that one before? Some of you Americans don't understand this. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, here's, the, here's the situation. A, 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 a man is married and they have a younger brother who is single. Do you get it? And this younger brother goes to school somewhere and has come on vacation visiting his older brother who is married with a hard-working wife do you get it and and the hard-working wife has cooked food and set it before them and this young brother will eat the food and then stretch like this and burp and say it's only a fool who gets married <laughs> if you are the older brother what should you do to your younger brother slap man do and then do what next kick him out of the house but you see in the house of god we don't kick people out <laughs> amen in the house of the Lord, we don't kick people out. We give room for people. But you see, that's why we were talking about different stages. Right? You can have someone who is a baby. I mean, Joshua, you give him time. I mean, with time. With time, Joshua would rise up and make a contribution. Amen. You can't expect Joshua. You expect more from Jojo than Joshua. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, one reason why somebody may be what? Awake, alive, and awake but not rising up to contribute to the work is because they are baby and you can have spiritual babies amen, amen. you can have spiritual babies in the house when, when we talk about the work in the church what are some of the things of the work in the church what are some of it cleaning the church okay yes ushering and i wanted to think broadly because keep in mind that the church is not only what we see on sunday amen as a matter of fact, Bishop talked about the underground church. 
the biggest part of the church work is not what we see on Sunday. In fact, the analogy I was giving you when Bishop saw the mess, the blood, the bones, and you know how sometimes certain kinds of food you are cooking, I mean, it's not every meal that you leave the meat attached to the bones. Sometimes, depending on what you are cooking, you have to actually take it off. And, and sometimes there's blood. And so, and so, the people who come to church and they don't think deeply about how did this thing arrive? How is it that the church is ministering? You see, somebody is standing here singing, uh, uh, what's the song? Um, oh, they did it, uh, they did a music video in, in Chicago, uh, in, a, in a park. I'm trying to remember the song. Every praise. Have you seen the music video? Yeah. So somebody is listening every every praise and and, and, and then all you are doing is that you are saying, Why did the person wear what they are wearing to come to church today? Oh. <laughs> Amen. Because you, you just, I, I, I mean I, I mean it's Sunday is church. At least be a little presentable. So you you don't know where the person has been. Somebody, some people actually on their way from work is when they came to church. But you, you don't know the effort the person has made, the rehearsals they've come to. You have not done any of that. You, all you do is that you just come to church early enough to come and eat the food and go. So you don't know what is happening behind the scenes. And so you see a lot of error. But you yourself, there is no guilty conscience. You have ate and you have burped and you are saying, you are saying only a fool is working. Actually, you are not saying it, but you are implying it. By your behavior, you are saying it. By not contributing your, your best effort. You see, when I was in a sixth form, we had a guy, I won't mention his name, because nowadays the podcast is going to several places. <laughs> you see how sometimes we will contribute and we would uh, uh, cook something. NC, NC, amen. And we, uh, and, and, and we had this guy who never washed the dishes. He never washed the dishes. Do you know his trick, his strategy? He would eat her, uh, and then when it gets to the food is getting close to the food is about to finish, he will say, "I'm full." <laughs> and then you wash his hands, and then you take his books and he walk away. <laughs> Amen. It's like, it's like a very smart way of. It's like and 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 we all knew it. We all knew it. He will, and such a person, if you see him by the Yokogari uh, 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 lady, he is going to buy more food. Because, but he would rather go and spend some more money and buy more food rather than wash dishes. Hallelujah. Look, if we consider the church as a family, hallelujah. Was it not Bishop Dark who was telling us recently? He was telling us recently about the um, reasons why we should be permanent. Is that not so? He said the church is a family. And so you can't just write your name off of the family. And if you are a member of the family, you make contribution. Somebody say, well, eh, I work really hard, you know, Reverend Gilbert, I work really hard. I mean, you, 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 even when I come to church, I'm already tired. And, and, and so please don't, I, I know it is me you are talking about. I mean, this thing you are saying, somebody has told you something. It's me you are talking about. So I, I, I just wanted to know, Rev. I mean, even coming to church is a struggle. And, and, and if you see me in church, actually you should be, you should be happy that I'm in church. And so, and so, and so, I believe maybe they didn't come to church today. But tomorrow I'll meet them. Tomorrow I'll meet them. Amen. Are you listening to me? We are talking about a family. Look, one of the things, one of the things, I remember, uh, Madam Sally, Madam Sally, I, I remember in social psychology, 
in school. I learned something called a social contract. Do you get it? Whereby some things are unwritten. You've not written that, okay, I will do this and you do this. But by the mere fact that we are in a group, do you get it? It is generally understood that if we are in a group together, okay, the work has to be what? Shared. We have to share the work in a way. Hallelujah. But the person who has a mind that I will do as little as possible, but that I will enjoy. And in fact, I will go again. You see, such people have no shame. I'm not talking about Joshua, who is a baby. Amen. Such a person has no shame. And, and, and you make the mistake and make a comment about the fact that they are coming twice. <laughs> Amen. Nobody goes to a restaurant and walks away without paying. Amen. I mean, you try it one day. Nobody goes to groceries and pays less than how much you are collecting. You tell them that, you know, my money is a bit short today. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's, it's, it's 10 cents less. They, they won't. I mean, occasionally you will see that they have this little thing sitting on the side and pennies in there. You, a good person may throw some in for you. But normally, even a penny, they won't let you go. Hallelujah. But what we have done with the church of God is that we have, we have, we have, we have taken the church for granted. Oh. And we have, we have, we have actually, um, it's like you are cheating. Actually, it's cheating. Amen. It's cheating to partake of something without contributing. Oh, I contribute money. You see, contributing money is great. Hallelujah. Because, I mean, you may say, well, but I pay my tithe. That's, that's very great. But do you know that there are some things that money cannot directly do? Sometimes you need a person. I mean, you cannot, if you're organizing an event, okay, you're organizing an event, whatever the event is, whether it's a birthday party or whatever the event is, and people don't come, and they, all they do is that they send you a chase quick pay. Everybody sends you chase quick pay, and when you go to the event, at the head of the table is the family members and the what? Uh, friends. And there's no single person there. Only the DJ, the MC, and the person organizing the event. And, and, <laughs> and the quick pay, the quick pay has arrived. Maybe you have enough money to pay the, where you rented the thing. But you don't have human beings. Like I told you the other day, my mom told me I have an uncle who doesn't have a lot of money. But every case that is being discussed, if you bring him, you will win the case. And so even though he doesn't have money, his person is important. His arrival. And there are some things that your person and your arrival is important. And so if we are talking about the work of God, if we are talking about the church, if we are talking about revival, maybe the starting point is that even coming to church regularly. Amen. I mean, making it a point that, okay, I will present myself in church. Amen. I, mean, I, I, would, I would just encourage the pastor. Amen. 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 Look, I was listening to someone. He said that pastors are one of the loneliest people oh. on earth. You Google it, you find out. <laughs> Why are they lonely? Because they are supposed to be a beat and the encouragers. Do you get it? They are the ones that if the church mama is feeling sad, they will call them and encourage them. I mean, sometimes there are complex situations that I, I, I cry in my, in my closet, in my basement. I cry the Lord because I don't have a solution. And I, Lord, do something. I mean, this thing has taken too long. Do you get it? But then, but then, but then the reality is that when the pastor himself needs an encouragement, he cannot come to 
the church member and say, I need an encouragement. If you, if you ask the, him, he said he's all right. Because if the church member, they will feel completely distraught because they look to you as some type of rock. They look to you as some, as some type of steel superman that you, you are not supposed to have any feelings or emotions or you're not supposed to have any problems. And so, I mean, I would advise myself, I'm not going to tell my problems to you, Sister Cynthia, because, I, I mean, I, I, you may not understand. <laughs> Amen. Bishop Dark said uh, there was a lady who was sick and that was, she was sick unto death. And, and um, the sickness was, was, was uh, what do you call it? Um, the, 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 it was not looking good. And the lady, and the lady turned to Bishop. Bishop wanted to visit her at the hospital. She turned to Bishop and said, Bishop, Bishop, are you afraid? Are you afraid? I am really, really scared. Are you scared? Are you afraid? Bishop said he was very scared. Very scared for the lady, but he couldn't tell her. Because at that moment, that's not, that's not what she needed to hear. Bishop said, oh no, I'm not, I'm not scared at all. But later, Bishop was reporting it in a message. Do you get it? And so a pastor can be very lonely. A lot of things are going on. But and, and the thing is that sometimes, you see, the sad aspect, uh, uh, the sad aspect, Sister Yvonne, is that, you see, you can't talk to the church member about what you are going through, the struggles you are going through as a pastor, and the unresponsiveness of people. We are talking about people who are in, they are, not, uh, they, they are alive and asleep. They are, they, they are alive and awake, but they are almost like somebody in comatose state. Do you get it? So that thing, it works on you. You can't talk to the church member about it. You can't talk to the average person. And, and then when you call your uh, uh, pastor friend, like Bishop was saying the other day that somebody was, uh, uh, I mean, called his friend about a marital situation. Do you get it? And the person said, no, we're cool. In other words, I'm also going through the same problem. <laughs> you are looking for somebody who has, you are looking for somebody who has overcome something to, so that, so that you can, you can, you can get, but so, <laughs> brother, brother, just, 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 just take it lightly. I mean, don't take it too hard. Don't take it to heart. We all have different coping mechanisms. Some people, look, somebody like John Wesley, you have to admire his, implement, his form of the Methodist church. I was listening to Bishop the other day. What John Wesley went through, I mean, you don't wish it for your worst enemy. The wife that he got, the wife peppered, peppered him. Accusations. The wife was accusing him that he is after his brother's wife. Charles was his wife. He said that you have something to do with her. And then two other ladies. It got to a point that she left the house. And for two years, he didn't know where she was. One day, he went somewhere to preach. And he, he, there she was. And, he, and, and, then, and, then, and then he said, I, I, I'm thinking of coming back. He said, you want to come back? You want to come back? Have you changed? <laughs> he said, have you changed? He said, asperse me no more. He said, You'll find it in Bishop's book. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, what do you call it? Aspersion accusations. Amen. Yeah, and, 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 but the guy didn't allow that to, you know, stop him. But not everybody does. Some people, Bishop talked about how uh, uh, um, Reverend Joshua, Bishop's son, went to England and he visited a certain church and then the pastor and then the pastor you know he was asking him how how, how, how how's your family bishop's son was asking the pastor how's your family amen. amen and he said oh 
you know how your dad was talking about John Wesley and his wife and what the wife did to him. He said, my wife is John Wesley's wife. <laughs> he said, exactly. <laughs> Amen. Are you listening to me? But there are different problems. There are different problems. But what I'm saying is that, you know, the worst thing that can happen to you is that when you call somebody for encouragement, okay, and they quote a verse that you already know, and they tell you, uh, give, me a, give me an example of a verse. All things work together. You are in pain. Okay? You, something bad has happened. You are in pain. And then, and then somebody tells you, don't worry. All things work together for those. You know this verse. You learned it in, in grade school. But that's not what you want to hear. So what I'm saying is that people often don't know what the leader is going through. But you see, when you are a child, you don't understand what your father is going through or your mother is going through. But when you grow, when you grow to a point and all you do is eat and burp and just give excuses, then it becomes a problem. Hallelujah. In fact, the worst case, the worst case is that not only do you eat and burp, you go to the bathroom and poo and you don't flush it. This is what we call, 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 Adding insult to injury. Amen. Adding insult to injury. Because look, if if Joshua, you know, uh, Joshua's poop, it, it, the smell is even like incense. Amen. It, it, it smells like incense. But the older you are, the older you are, let's not talk about it. The type of things that we will smell, let's not talk about it. Amen. Are you listening to me? Let's look at this scripture. We are talking about revivals again. Yes. We spent a lot of time talking about the about the uh, somebody who is lazy and not contributing. Okay? But let, let's talk a little bit about the one who is sick. The one who is sick. And the one who is hurting. Okay? That one you have to kind of approach it a little bit cautiously. Amen? If somebody is an adult, they are not a baby, they are an adult. And what time do we have? What time is that? 4.05. Alright. And you know you didn't come early. So it was supposed to be a four hour meeting. And we are starting at 3pm. So you do the math. You do the math. Amen. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 12. We are talking about revivals again. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Hallelujah. Hope deferred. When they say something is deferred, what does that mean? It's postponed. It's in the future. Hope is something you look forward to. And it keeps on being postponed. Like uh, when I was young, I heard of uh, 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 somebody who has a store and the store they've written in front no credit today come tomorrow do you get it yeah. so you don't have money somebody says, oh don't worry this place they will sell it to you on credit and then when you go and you say i want to buy it on credit they say no no credit did you see the sign no credit today come tomorrow so it's okay good news tomorrow i'll come but when you come they will say the same because the sign is still there no credit today come tomorrow. And tomorrow is always in the future. 
And so you never get what you want. And so this thing can be a reason why the heart gets sick. One people's expectations, what they are looking for, is not realized. Hallelujah. They can guess, it can make people sick. When people are sick, they are consciously or unconsciously, it affects behavior. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I mean, what, are, what, 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 when somebody is sick, what's the, what is the worst thing that a sick, sick person can do when you are near them? Throw up. Amen. When somebody is sick and the, the throwing up is not planned, right? So they are just sick. And, 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 and something, maybe you are wearing a cologne. <laughs> somebody is sick. Do you know that a, a smell from a cologne can make somebody throw up? So, so the person is sick and then you put on your cologne that is very, very, <laughs> very strong. And you go near them and they throw up. I mean, uh, on you. Okay? And, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then in that state, Okay, if there is, if if you are, if you knew they were sick, okay, in as much as you are shocked that they threw up on you, you know that they didn't do it on purpose. Hallelujah. And so now you got two things to do, actually three things. What are the three things you have to do? Now, yeah, first of all, clean up yourself, okay, and then and then what's the next thing you do? Forgive the person, clean the floor. And clean the person too. Sometimes, not only are you have to clean yourself, you have to also clean the person. I mean, if it's a family situation, amen. If there's a relationship, I mean, in the airplane when you are traveling, if you are not lucky and somebody throws up on you, I mean, you are not expected to clean the person, but at least you will clean yourself. But we are talking about a family situation. Hallelujah. So when somebody is sick, the, it says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hallelujah. Now, so that is one reason why somebody may not be happy. Somebody may not be happy. They are alive, they are awake, but they are not contributing their part into the group because they are sick. And the sickness may come from all sources. Hallelujah. Then somebody also says sorrowful. They are sad because the, the sickness may be, may be um, you know, in physically speaking, sickness may be due to stunted growth. Like, like the, 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 the stages of development has not fully happen and so you see that this is not normal hallelujah but sometimes too they, they are fully grown and everything but then they are sorrowful they, 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 they are unhappy about something are you listening to me now when you have a church when you have a church full of unhappy people that they are not happy about do you know that there are people there are some people who are genuinely hurt about something not everybody who is hurt is hurt because they just want to be hurt hallelujah are you listening to me? And so, and so, if there is true compassion going on, you need to give room. And like I, I was saying the other day, you are not in the person's shoes. Amen. So you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't judge in all situations what well, this person, as for this person, that's how they are. Amen. Amen. And so that can be a reason why somebody, especially if you knew them before, if you knew them, how they were more exuberant and much more excited. And then all of a sudden, you see that they have withdrawn. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to make the effort. You need to talk to the person. You need to pray for the person. Are you there, somebody? Because hope deferred has made the heart sick. The pe- and, and, and what is the person hoping for? Sometimes the issue is beyond you. Sometimes the issue is that actually you are not the one 
they are angry with or they are hurt about. Actually, they are hurt about God himself. Such a case is a very difficult case. Because you, the pastor, you are only a representative of God. So if, if somebody is angry with the president, if the president sends somebody to the person, what do you think the reception is going to be? When they see you, they remember how much they are angry with the president. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying? And so, and so, those situations are a little bit more complex. Amen. Sometimes, the expectation is not about God, but it's about you. The person expected a bit more than the normal pastor does. Hallelujah. I mean, we used to have somebody in the church that somebody offered to help them bring them to church. Are you there? But then, during the weekdays, every little thing, they will call this person. I need to go to the mall. I need to go to the do groceries. I need to go. Even this person offered that, you know, your daughter, she's of age. She can get the driver's license. I can help you guys to buy a car. Your, next time you get your, uh, your tax return. Hallelujah. Try and save it. Let's buy a $3,000 car and you can use And I will teach. They were not interested. All they want is that they want this brother to be 24-7 available to them. Amen. Are you listening to me? You can have a church member who is unhappy with the church leadership because they just expect too much. Amen. Such a person is a delicate situation. You just need to set expectations and you still need to love them. Hallelujah. And, and, so, and so you see that there are some people, especially if their mindset is only to come to church to get. So that if you used to do something, like for instance when you start a church, when you start a church and you know you cook food bring food you know to encourage the members okay and now the church has now grown to 200 members as we've been praying we've been praying what is the and and what the grace to what to get 200 members now and now if the of the 200 members only 10 are contributing to the food program amen and of the 10 contributing to the food program Eight of them are contributing to two dollars. And now you, who used to organize food for everyone, you have to come up with money to feed 200 people. There will come a time you cannot keep up. Hallelujah. So if people only came to the church because of the food, all of a sudden, you will see that they will begin to withdraw. Amen. I mean, it may be a far-fetched example, but the practical reality is that the expectations that sometimes people have of the church is not what the church is supposed to do. Or the church is trying. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me, somebody? So, the person may be awake, may be alive and awake, but they may still be lying down because they are lazy, because it could be they are tired, they are a baby, they are sick, or they are hurting. Hallelujah. But then, the Bible said there is hope for a tree. Say, there is hope for a tree. There is hope for a tree. There is hope for a tree. Even if you you, 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 you you fall down, you can still rise again. We just celebrated, we just celebrated resurrection. Hallelujah. And the picture of resurrection is that Christ Jesus is the federal head of the new creation. And as a federal head of the new creation, what happened to him can happen to us. And so what we are describing, it may be us. It may be describing your friend. It may be describing us. But you see, the good news is that we don't have to remain in this state. Hallelujah. It is time to celebrate resurrection. And it's time to celebrate resurrection in Christ and in us. Amen. Did we not have a song? 
celebrate. Jesus, celebrate. Says, rise up and let's begin to celebrate. Jesus, celebrate. Oh, 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 oh. Celebrate. Jesus, celebrate. Celebrate. Jesus, celebrate. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen. And he lives. Forevermore, he is risen. He is risen. Come on, celebrate. Come on, celebrate. The resurrection of the Lord. The resurrection of our Lord. One moment. The reason why you should celebrate. The resurrection of Christ is that it is out of his resurrection that you will also resurrect. Amen. That you will be revived. Amen. If we are asking the Lord to what? Revive us again. The power of resurrection comes from the resurrection of the Christ. So I want you to get aside somebody and I want you to join yourself in the celebration of resurrection. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Celebrate, celebrate Jesus, celebrate. Celebrate Jesus, celebrate. Celebrate Jesus, celebrate. Oh, He is risen. He is risen. And He lives. For us yeah. as a human race and as Christians is the resurrection of the Lord if Christ did not rise from the dead there will be no hope for us hallelujah if you are Peter and you have denied your Lord three times 
and after the the good friday and you go and you meet the people they say they have forgiven you but you don't have peace in your heart because the person you denied is dead if you have some, something against somebody or somebody has something against you and they are dead and you don't have a chance to reconcile it can be a very painful situation because you don't know the state of mind they were in hallelujah so peter was experiencing great torture if you are a church member you may feel that okay they are talking about somebody in this preaching but who knows is you that the preaching is about and if god has opened your eyes to see that maybe i am dead or maybe i am asleep or maybe i'm awake but I, I unresponsive maybe i'm lazy or maybe i'm sick and if you are sick we will pray for you Amen. hallelujah if you are sorrowful we, we will cheer you up Amen. hallelujah but it's not a permanent state no sickness is supposed to be permanent hallelujah Amen. and so the hope for us is resurrection so when jesus rose from the dead one day the scripture says peter said i am going where fishing i am going where fishing because jesus is dead i mean when he rose from the dead he showed himself to us a few times and we don't see him again i'm returning to my old profession but that day jesus showed up say jesus is showing up tonight jesus is showing up tonight one day when they toiled all night and there was what no fish what people don't realize is that the state of your heart actually affects the outcome of your life if there is unforgiveness in your heart if there is lack of peace if there is not a joy that you're supposed to have it affects every area of your life and so what jesus what peter needed desperately what peter really needed was for jesus to show up and let him feel that he's welcome he's forgiven and he's been restored and that as, as long as jesus shows up he'll be okay that's fishing thing that he was doing let me tell you something sometimes we get ourselves busy because the real issue of at the heart we don't have anything so that's why every time there's overtime you sign up for it you don't show up for church programs not because you want the money not because of it but it's because you just want to hide we just want to hide from facing the real issue and so you keep yourself busy with different things but i'm telling you all the business busyness and all the activities it's not going to kill us only the resurrected life of christ will kill us amen so jesus shows up jesus shows up at the at the what do you call it uh, at the beach i mean at the, at the at the where they were fishing and then he asked them children have you any meat he said we have toiled all night you see we have toiled a lot with our own efforts hiding away from church trying to make money you know if you will tell the truth that the money is not coming amen you've been doing your best but the money is not gathering because the state of your heart is said that you need healing we have not given our all we have not given our all if we have given our all and and it doesn't end up well we can say lord why but often we have not really given our all we have held back a little hallelujah and so they have taught all night and there is what not no, no catch jesus said put the what the net on this side and when they put the net on that side the scripture says that they caught a lot of fish and the apostle john remembered the first miracle that jesus met peter he said it is the lord and as soon as peter heard it is the lord peter had a, a, a what you call taoto around his waist and so he quickly covered himself and jumped into the water because he was shy of 
he was almost naked. When then finally they came to the seashore with the fish, and Jesus had already prepared fish for them and bread, he said, Eat it. Hallelujah. And then bring some of yours because if I don't allow you, I have enough food to give you. But you see, if I don't allow you to bring some of the fish you have caught, Peter, so that we eat it together, you may think that I still have a grudge against you. So, because if you don't like somebody or you don't want to have anything to do with somebody, you won't eat their food. Amen. Amen. So, Jesus borrowed some of their fish. They cooked it. They ate it. And in the middle of the eating, Jesus makes a statement. Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said, Lord, I love you. He asked him the second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said, yes, I love you. You know all things. You know I love you. And then he asked the third time, do you phileo me? Do you actually like me? Then Peter broke down. Amen. That was a moment of restoration. Restoration. Peter finally came out of that experience knowing that God has restored him. Tonight, God is restoring us. God is restoring us. God is reviving us. God is giving us a new lease on life. I want us to look at this scripture, Job chapter 14 and verse 7. Job chapter 14 and verse 7. Can we project that? Job 14 and verse 7. For there is hope for a tree. Say, there is hope for a tree. There is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, that it will sprout again. And that its tender shoots will not cease. There is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, maybe you feel there is hope deferred. And so your heart is sick. Maybe you feel that the expectation of life, when you compare notes with other people, you feel that you are falling behind. Maybe you feel that there is something about you that me at all, why, what is wrong with me? That as for me, I'm not able to go forward. There is still hope for it, even if it is cut down. Go to the next verse. Hallelujah. Amen. Though its root may grow old in the earth, and its stone may die in the ground. So we are talking about a hopeless situation. Because if the roots and the stone of the tree are dead, what has happened to the tree? The tree is dead. Hallelujah. But we are talking about revival. We are talking about resurrection power. Okay, continue. Yet, say yet at the scent of water. Yes, at the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth branches like a plant. The tree whose roots and stones are dead, there is still hope for it. All that the tree needs what? The scent of supernatural water. The scent of supernatural water to bring what? Revival. We are speaking about Revival for the church, but it begins with personal revival. Because personal revival is what is going to cause the church revival. That individually, we are going to call for what? Revival. Hallelujah. I want us to pray. Celebrando o coto, se mandou 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 o coto, se mand